You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. We're here. It is a huge, huge day for Suck Army uh, for help I suck at dating for so many reasons. We have a lot to share with you guys. Before we get into all those things, though, we do want to plug our live show that we're recording next week. Uh, what is that date, Jared? Do you know the date? It's going to be August, August 18th. August 18th. Uh, tickets are still on sale for that. $10 gets you uh, onto the live show. It's a virtual show, of course. And then $30 gets you that special live show plus beanie package, which Let's be real. Who the heck doesn't want to suck army beanie? I wear yeah, mine every night. Every night when I go to sleep, I wear it most days when I shower. Well, most showers that I take. Um, Kaylin looks at me very strangely whenever I do that. But that's just how much I love it. Uh, so get your suck army beanie. Be sure to get your ticket for the live show. We will share that on our Instagram as well. Jared, where can they get tickets for the live show? So they can go to the Help I Suck a Dating Instagram. And the link to get tickets is in the bio. So you just go there, click in the bio, and you'll be automatically sent to the website where you can purchase tickets for the live event, August 18th, like Dean said. Um, Also, August 18th is Couples Day. So obviously, if you suck at dating, you'll be available. So why don't you come on down? It's like the price is right. You're next on Help, I Suck at Dating. So Jared, for the people that don't have Instagram, where can they go to get tickets for the live show? Uh, They can go to H-I-S-A-D slash ticks.com is that correct danielle tixer t-i-x-r.com almost there h-i-s-a-d dot t-i-x-r dot com so help i suck at dating dot tixer.com perfect thank you danielle we need danielle because you speak a lot better than i do anyways for those that are listening and want to be part of the live show be sure to tune in next week and get your tickets between now and then but don't wait because tickets are going fast uh and there might be a limited quantity. I don't know. But get your tickets. Highsad.tixer.com. $10 will get you the ticket. $30 gets you a ticket and a beanie. Anyways, beyond that, beyond our live show next week, which we are more than excited for, we want you to be part of, there is some big news uh, among our former co-hosts and even some big news with our current co-host. Um, so if you're following along, uh, to this podcast, you'll have known that Vanessa was a big part of the podcast for a long time, and she still is very near and dear to our hearts. And she just recently got engaged a couple days ago. So maybe we could give her a round of applause for yeah, her engagement. Um, she got engaged to her boyfriend, uh, Josh. Now fiancé. Well, now fiancé, yep. Now fiancé, Josh. I've met Josh before. He's an incredible guy, Josh Wolf. They're up in Canada right now. I, I can't... I, I haven't talked to Vanessa in a while, but I sent her a congratulatory text. 
And I think she kind of knew from the early... I don't want to speak for her, obviously. It would be great to be able to get Vanessa on the podcast and have her kind of relive the moment and their, their relationship up to that point. But I do know that when they started dating, she was very enamored by him, and she, from a very early stage, kind of thought that he was going to be the one. So it's really good to see that uh, you know her dreams of being a wife and hopefully becoming a mother... Uh, are, are coming soon, are, are coming true, and it's to the person that she loves, which is Josh, and he's a great guy. Um, so yeah, yeah, I like. I mean, I would. I'm just Ashley and I are super happy for Vanessa. We sent her congratulated text, obviously as well. We talked to Vanessa like probably every like few months, I guess. But uh, super happy for her, Josh. Like you said, I'm just repeating the sentiments. Super awesome guy, badass last name, Josh Josh Wolf. Plus, he's got gray hair and, and, like, gray beard, so he just, like, looks like a wolf, which makes it even more badass. I'm curious if Vanessa's going to change her name, because Grimaldi is such... They both have badass last names. Grimaldi. Vanessa Grimaldi. And so I'm curious if she's going to go by Vanessa Wolf now. Um, but uh, super happy for her that she's engaged. Uh, and um, I think, uh, like you said, uh, she's just an awesome person who uh, I'm very excited to for her to have a ha- family one day because I think Vanessa is going to be the greatest mom. Uh, if anybody is out there has ever had the privilege of meeting Vanessa, she gives off very warm vibes, very friendly vibes, nurturing vibes. And, um, you know, when she was on the podcast, she really, uh, you know, she certainly put us in line and uh, took care of us. And so I know that she's going to be a great, great mom one day, a wonderful, wonderful wife. And uh, Josh is a very lucky guy, and he seems super nice as well. Uh, they're just a great couple, and I couldn't be more excited for them. Does this mean that she doesn't suck at dating anymore? Uh, well, like we've established, you never stop sucking at dating, right? It's kind of, a, it's kind of something, it's, it's, it's something that you incorporate into your lifestyle, I think, even when you're married, engaged, or dating someone. So I think for all intents and purposes, we'll say that she still sucks at dating. Oh, totally. I think we can assume that Josh probably doesn't suck at dating, and that's no, he uh, seems pretty good. Yeah, that's that's one. He of the seems main... like he has it together. I post, I just posted on uh, the Help I Suck at Dating Instagram picture of you and I from our my wedding last year, and it's us dancing, and it uh, uh, the caption is, uh, "We might be in relationships, but we're always gonna suck at dating." <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's and that's true. That's that's you know that's what we embody. We embody suckiness. We understand yeah. that it's part of our relationships, part of our life. But you got to learn to live with the suckiness. And that's really what we're all about here on Help I Suck at Dating. It's, it's uh, a way of life, really. Just always sucking at dating. Just ask my wife. It's my I like that on, for everything. I like that uh, on Vanessa's engagement day, we posted a photo of us, too. <laughs> I posted on the story, too, saying congratulations to Vanessa. Oh, you did? Okay. Okay, cool. Well, cool, the cool, reason cool, I cool. posted it was because today is my one-year anniversary, and I was going through wedding photos, and I saw a great photo of us, too. And I was like, oh, I want to post this. So today, yep, that's the other big news that we were talking about at the off top of the episode. Obviously, Vanessa's engagement, huge, huge deal. But Vanessa's not here. So we care more about the people that are here. Well, I wouldn't uh, say we care more. We're just, you know, maybe it's a, a more of a, I don't know, topic of conversation because Vanessa can't speak on it. Hopefully, Vanessa I comes on the podcast because soon. because you're here. Uh, that's true. That's just, that's just how it is, you know? So it's one year. You've been, you've been married for a whole 365 days i know crazy the earth man. has revolved around the sun one full rotation and you are still married to ashley it was almost a full year since you missed your flight uh <laughs> well it, it i did miss my flight but i was, I was able to book another one no it was awesome because you called me i think you were, you were supposed to you flew in friday and then you called me friday morning and you were like listen man my flight got canceled and i forget you said you got rerouted to boston and like all this crazy I was like, oh, that sucks, man. And you said that you couldn't make because so our wedding was on a Sunday and Friday we had a a boat for like the wedding party. And uh, obviously Dean was a groomsman. And then you were and so you couldn't make it. But you ended up like making it, I think, that night and like met up with us, I think. Yeah, I had to rebook a one way flight from L.A. to Boston, which ended up costing me like 500 bucks. But I was like, I can't believe I missed this flight. Uh, and then I got in like I got into Boston at like 10 p.m. and then I had to take the train down to Providence, which was uh-huh. like an hour and a half or however long it is. Yeah, but an uh, hour. So I got in pretty late, and when I got in pretty late, everyone was like already kind of partying, and we went to the bars. It was still it worked out. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it was a 
It was not my finest moment. No, but it was so hour. funny because I felt so bad. I, you know, you told me this story about how the flight got rerouted and all this stuff. And then the day of the wedding, I was like, man, that's crazy that they, they canceled your flight and then rerouted you and you had to like do all this stuff. And you were like, ah, I just lied. I, I felt bad. I, I just missed it. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't want to be honest in that situation. Like, oh, should I miss my flight to my buddy's wedding? Like, that's ah, it was that. fine, dude. It was great. It was made. A, it made a great story. But yeah, man, it, it was uh, one year ago. So Ashley and I are in Newport right now, Newport, Rhode Island, um, to celebrate the anniversary because obviously this is where we got married. And it's really nice being back. It's nice being. Um, it's nice being home. But it's just really nice being back in Newport and reminiscing about all the memories that we had from last year. And it really was the best weekend of my life and, and specifically the best day of my life. Uh, it was just having it's so surreal um, having everybody that you love, you know, everybody that you care about and, and, you know, or mostly everybody, you know, obviously some people, you know, can't make it. But um, like having those people in your, you know, uh, under one roof and uh, especially like our lives, Ashley and, and mine, you know, we have like, you know, you and, and Tanner and, and Nick and all these producers that we're super close with. I mean, obviously one of the producers, Alon, former producer, was the officiant at the wedding. And so I feel like we have this one side of friends and family, people that we love um, that just doesn't know another aspect of all, our life. And, and it's the same vice versa. We're like, the, you know, our, our, our parents and, and sisters and family and cousins and everybody that we're so close with back home, just they don't know you guys and you guys don't know them. And it's so weird because we're so close with both you, you know, both sides. And so that was so nice, you know, to have like you there and Ben and Nick and, and have you guys interact, interact with like my dad and, and my cousin and my childhood friends, you know, and, and have those worlds uh, merge was, was, you know, one of the coolest feelings ever. And, uh, yeah, man, one year. So I got, um, the one year anniversary is the paper gift. Like, you know how like each anniversary has a different gift apparently. So I looked it up and the one year is the paper one, which is apparently meant to represent the fragility of your relationship because it's, you're only one year in, so it still could be torn pretty easily, which sounds pretty depressing when you really think about it, but whatever. Uh, so I, I, I got Ashley a couple of things like we're going to, I got her like a getaway weekend and, uh, I got her a necklace that was engraved and, and then, uh, but also I, I wanted to give her something made out of paper because it's the paper anniversary. So I, I got her, uh, uh, like this construction paper and I bought these markers and, and wrote her a little poem on there and drew, you know, like pink and red hearts. It looked like, you know, my four year old niece drew it, but you know, it's the thought that counts at the end of the day. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so we're in Newport right now. We're going to go to dinner later and, and celebrate and a year later, man, still, still married. Did she get you anything paper related? No, not paper related. <laughs> she did get me a, something awesome though. She got me a Red Sox golf bag, which is pretty badass. Cause so yeah. I have a, yeah, I've been New England Patriots golf bag, dude. It's like my pride and joy in Rhode Island. And I have Red Sox balls. I have Red Sox club covers, a, a New England Patriots bag with like a Bruins towel. And then back uh, west, I just have like a traditional golf bag because I was like, well, I'll just buy clubs over here. I'm not going to ship them back and forth from, you know, across the country. So she bought me a, a Red Sox badass golf bag that I can use in California, which is so awesome. So you're going to have two sets of clubs. Yeah, I do have two sets of clubs. Dude, I was shipping them back and forth and it was like 120 bucks each time. Yeah. I was like, this is stupid. I'm just going to buy a $200 pair of clubs. So married for a year, has the first year of marriage been what you've expected it to be? Has it been different in any sort of way? What's going on with the whole year? And Ashley, is, I see her trying to steal the mic from you. Unbelievable. She always comes in on my podcast. I'm working. You're allowed to come on my podcast all the time. I find it entertaining. I was just listening upstairs and you go, so yeah, a year later, we're still married. As if like totally non-sarcastically. I don't know. I just say things, Ashley. I, I, know, I, I say nonsense. Problems. Well, but you usually do fantastic job. I don't know. You I, do a fantastic job, babe. That's funny. So, yeah, yeah down, we're still married. One year to go. Yeah, Dean goes one year down, one year to go. Uh, has anything changed, Ashley? Do you think anything's changed in our marriage? No. She said no. Has it been what you expected it to be, though, the, the first year? Yeah, I, I don't. I think it's what we expected. Like, not much has changed. Uh, I'm, uh, two of our friends got married in their late twenties, and they said that the first year was harder than they initially thought it was going to be. But they also didn't live together before they got married, so I'm curious if that had anything to do with it. Because Ashley and I lived together while we were engaged for a full year before we got married. 
I feel like if you live together before you're married, not much changes. You know, you just put a ring on it. I feel like, it, it, I, I guess there is more of like a, um, gravity uh, to our relationship, if that makes sense. Because now, you know, I, I talk about my wife instead of my fiance or girlfriend, which feels more impactful. But you know that scientifically, like there's stats that show that couples that live together before they're engaged have a higher divorce rate. Well, why do you think that is? It's because it puts like it's almost like the guy feels the pressure to like okay well this is the next step like this is just a formula and it makes it feel like the girl feels as if like he was it was forced upon him and like that's why i always said that i wasn't gonna live with you until we were engaged i also feel like it's a a little bit of buying the milk for free if you're living (sighs) if you're if you're living a life that is um very feels like a marriage then what's the real need to like make it official? Like... I mean, when when you think of the concept of marriage, it I is know, kinda, I know, there is, is an element of stupidity to it. Yeah, but you know what? I like a, I like a lovely contract between us. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're signed. She makes a good point, and I say the same thing to Kaylin all the time too. It's like you know we live together. It's basically like we're married. Yeah, I mean, there's really not much difference except when you guys get married, you just bring the government in on it, which you know, like I said, on the surface sounds pretty stupid. You're like, hey, the way I'm going to express my love to you more than anything is to uh, uh, bring the government in. Also, let me just clarify the whole milk for free thing. I am a traditionalist, like the ultimate traditionalist. I have like those old school morals and values and I just like it that way, okay? I also find I'm not judgy and I don't find there any issue if somebody doesn't want to get married in paperwork either. There we go. So it sounds like Ashley hates my my mindset and hates everything that I represent. But that's yeah. okay, you know? I don't need Ashley's approval to be happy in my relationship. Dean said that you... Uh, he said that you pretty much just hate everything about his relationship then. You basically no. just explained to the, to the listeners out there that you uh, don't like my way of going about relationships. So that's okay. You know, like you said, you're a traditionalist. I'm not. I'm a, you're I'm a not. You are the antithesis of a traditionalist. So yeah. Dean is? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm totally... That's, like, the Dean way, and I'm totally fine with it because that's you, and then I am me, and... I also even think that you probably would consider marrying Kayla one day. But, like, it's also, it's not the whole, like, government paperwork. You are very, very committed. Yeah, I just like to go against the grain, you know? Just because it's tradition doesn't make, it just makes me not want to do it. At the end I know, of the and, and that's totally fine. And, and I like the way that you have your own set of ways. And Is Kaylin traditional? Stuff. Like does she? Uh, does she yes, see she is very. Tra- she she is very traditional. Yes, and it's uh, it's not a point of contention in our relationship whatsoever, but it's definitely a constant conversation yeah. that we're having. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Jared, how would you explain yourself? I mean, I'm 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 somewhere in between you two. I think. Yeah, I agree. Where I'm but... a traditionalist, but I also can go against the grain. Yeah, but, I... but with relationships, you would always be like, he told me very early on in our relationship, romantic relationship, that he always felt like what he was born to be was a husband. Yeah, I agree with, I, yeah. Yeah. I felt like I, but that's just my personality. Exactly. And Ashley, how has he done as a husband in the first year? He's been the best husband ever. I made her uh... breakfast in bed this morning. I made her French toast. Yeah, that is adorable. And how was the French toast? Did it taste good? It was very good. Well, it was kind of weird. It was like a health food French toast because like I am trying to cut down on uh, dairy. And so. the local market only had all organic stuff, so I couldn't really fatten or- it up and make it taste good. And then she has this coconut milk, so I don't think it really was the best, but they- it was fine. It was definitely a healthy French toast. <laughs> organic certainly doesn't mean health food. It all It doesn't mean non-fatty. Yeah, I agree. I think you can still make delicious organic like food. like without pesticides and without chemicals. All right. Okay, yeah, so before... I love be- you. Before, Ashley, before you take off and before we jump to a break to to get our guests in here, as on a scale of uh, 1 to 10, I want you both to rate each other as a partner over the past year of married life. Be honest. Well, I mean, I can't think of anything that you've done wrong. Damn. I mean, I'm sure I've done plenty of things wrong. Jared. Does that mean Jared's a 10 out of 10? I can't even think of one massive fight we had. No, we bicker, but we never I've, we never had a blowout fight. We also haven't bickered in a while. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> we bickered the most. I think the hardest month was probably March and April 
but it wasn't even that hard. It was just that he was quarantined by my parents and he was really bored and I was really content. And I was like trying to make him happy and I don't know if there was a th- anything I had in my control to make him happy. I think also, uh, I remember we had uh, a moment in October where uh, it was bad. Not what? bad, but it was, uh, we were in Rhode Island it was right around Halloween, and yeah. I remember we were going back to L.A. I don't know. I just remember thinking, like, I couldn't, like, I did not want to go back. And it was like, <laughs> but I remember I got really, did, I, did, I, I got, I was a pain in the ass. You were? Yeah. I don't even remember this. I don't know. And we I remember everything. I mean, he's always pissy when we leave Rhode Island. I know the days leading up to the, the flight back, will he won't be in the best mood. And then, like, the first couple of days in L.A. is an adjustment period. But, but I, for some reason, October doesn't strike me as one of those times. Like, specifically, I remember how I gave you an extra I gave you an extra week here Oh, yeah, um, you give me Christmas. plenty. Of, I mean, we got married here, for Christ's sake. Well, you Jared, gave me more that than is enough. not a gift that I gave you. I mm. This is just exactly what I imagined. Yeah, <laughs> All right, you guys. You guys uh, love sorry. the conversation. Love <laughs> okay, hearing sorry, about sorry. what's going on. Ash, it sounds like you're both 10 out of 10. Jared, you have nothing to improve on. Ashley, nothing to improve on either. Uh, here's one year down, a million more to go. Stoked for you guys. We do have to get to our guests. We have to take Just a quick an break. idea for Amy and, and the producers. Like Maybe it's a good idea to do a Help I Suck a Dating one year marriage podcast. Uh, I agree with that. Perhaps we can do that after uh, the, the, the What Women Want or What a Girl Wants. Uh, Always has an opinion, doesn't she? All right, we teased that at the top of the podcast. We've got some great guests coming up you are not going to want to miss. It's Darcy and Stacy from 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. We are going to take one quick break. We're going to talk to them, and you're not going to want to miss that conversation because I promise it's going to be juicy and very interesting. So stay tuned. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Um, 
thank you for listening to my wife and I bicker. Uh, it usually happens every day, but we have a very loving relationship, and she's the best wife. She really is. I'm a very lucky human being. I, she's way out of my league. Anyway, we have two guests on the line right now. You know them from 90 Day Fiance. Before the 90 days, they have a brand new spinoff show, which is airing August 16th at 10 p.m. 9 Central on TLC called Darcy and Stacy. It is Darcy and Stacy Silva. How are you guys? Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes. Very excited. Oh, of course. So you guys are in Connecticut right now. Is that where you're from? Yeah, we're, uh, we're currently in Connecticut. Um, we're originally, here. originally from here, but we've uh, moved around a lot as we grew up and stuff all over the world. Connecticut will always, yeah. you know, be our, where our roots are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. New England. Are you closer to the New York side or, or the Rhode Island side? More Rhode Island. Rhode Island, yeah. Mm, you're on the right side, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, we like the, the lower Rhode half Island. of Connecticut, that's pretty much New York at that point, you know? Yeah, they yeah. root for Yankees and Mets and Giants and all that crap. Um, but Darcy and Stacy, thank you so much, of course, for coming on Help, I Suck It Dating. Now, fans know you from 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, but like I just said, you have your brand new series, Darcy and Stacy. So tell us a little bit about it and what fans can expect. Yeah, um, we're really excited for the new series. It kind of dives deep into our twin relationship, our bond. Um, it's more about um, our life, our relationships, in love, family life, family life, our kids. The good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, so get mm -hmm. ready. A lot yeah. of drama. It tends to follow us a little bit wherever we are, mm -hmm. but you know, we want love in the end, and uh, you guys get to go through the journey along with us. So we're excited for that journey. and. A lot different than B90 because that was more focused on, you know, my personal relationships. But now it's kind of nice to have Stacey, you know, with me. You're, you know, twinning it up, tag team. Yeah. Well, so, and Darcy, you've, so you've been on uh, B90 a couple times, right? Yeah, four seasons. Right. And then, so Stacey's also been on the show, but she's been more of kind of like a shoulder for you to lean on if you needed it. Yeah, right here. No more years away. But yeah, Albania season three and, um when she was with Tom and yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and so what's great about this is we've seen you on the show a few times. We've seen you, you know, obviously uh, go through that whole process and, and yeah. not see the results that you've wanted, but Stacy's been there. And so finally we get to see the whole sister dynamic kind of play out a little bit more, which is going to be great. Which will be um, our twin dynamic and why yeah. we are the way we are. Well, and so Stacy, but you're so you're dating someone too from out of the country now, right? Um, I'm Florian. We've been together five years. Um, she got engaged <laughs> after uh, the first trip I took to Albania. Um, we met online at Instagram, and he proposed like ten days in. So, you know, came, wow. luckily came on visa was approved, and uh, you guys get to see his journey, his arrival to America. It was his first international flight, him arriving in the U.S., and um, you get to see that journey. I've got a question for you guys. What the heck is up with the Silva sisters and loving international men so much? Oh, right. <laughs> we like to say it's in our blood. Yeah. We've always traveled as kids. We I did. Actually, we traveled a lot growing up. Japan, London, Singapore. Our exes were Eastern European. Yeah. Mine was Hungarian. Hers was Serbian. Our and, children's um, fathers are Eastern European. And I don't know. It's just... I see like, an American guy. Yeah, yeah, we both cool. I loved it. And um, I don't know. It's just we connect with, honestly. Yeah. yeah. You know. So, not, so Darcy, not, are we going to... Are we going to get to see a, a love interest on the show with your sister now? Or how is that going to work? Yeah, you guys get to meet Georgie. Um, you know, he's Bulgarian. He's been in the U.S. So I kind of a little bit of both worlds. You know, I met him here in um, America. So you guys look, get to see a little bit more to that relationship. And yeah. I was over Tom and Jesse over the past. So I was single ready to mingle. And I, oh, yeah, met a hot Bulgarian guy. So <laughs> Was it? Dar Darcy, what is it like dating after going on the show 90 Day Fiance? Because obviously we only get to see on the, what we see on the show, but we don't get to see much of the aftermath. So right. let's say after your first right. sit on Batch uh, 90 Day Fiance, what had kind of happened with like your just everyday dating life? I was excited to date again. I was single ready to mingle. I mean, Connecticut, I don't really, you know, date around so much, but, you know, yeah. I'm not scared to do the dating apps or even through Instagram. That's kind of yeah. how we're. Georgie, yeah. Georgie slid into my DMs yeah. and we met up um, in February around the Super Bowl time. So that's kind of how we met. Yeah, so, I can you know, she's had, you know, quite a few guys, very good looking guys, you know, pursue her. But at the end of the day, it's what she wants yeah. and who she feels a connection with. Yeah. So. For me, for me, I've did a lot of healing and um, inner work for myself and I know what I want and deserve. And now I get to choose 
I feel and I lean back and let them come to me. I, I'm not desperate, thirsty, thirsty like everybody thinks. So. Dangle thirsty, you know. Oh, have you guys ever? Uh, have you guys ever liked the same guy? No. Um, oh. no never really. I mean, got I, into that. I think we appreciate you know the guys that we did you know separately. And they're good looking guys. We like never you know into the same one. I guess so, the younger guys, you know, no, we never really like guys. the same one, but, but never Chastity. the same guy. No there's way. um there's twins that are part of the Bachelor franchise, Emily and Haley, who were actually on the podcast yeah. last week. And one time uh, on Bachelor in Paradise, they went on a date with guy. Emily went on a date with a guy, and then halfway through the date, Emily switched with Haley, and they wanted to know if the guy could tell the difference. And right. if he could, that was big bonus points. And if he couldn't, then it was over. Have you guys done anything like that? We should just to see. Yeah. Actually, you know what? What we did actually, we were doing pillow that. Well. I'm sorry, I'll have to refresh your memory. Yeah, but do. When, we did, <laughs> when, when we did Pillow Talk, we had Florian on the phone and he was in Albania. Right. Yeah, hold on, let me finish. And <sighs> I thought that was Stacy. So I was like, hi, my love. Hey, sexy. Um, but he kind of knew. He, he like, knew oh, right he, away. He knew right away. He's like, I, oh, I, hey, I Darcy. I wasn't a good Stacy in his accent. That's yeah. bonus points right there. If he's able to tell by the voice, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. I forgot about that. Yeah. What is it like for you guys now that you're dating uh, Albanian and Bulgarian mans, men respectively? Are they in their countries during like this COVID not- thing that's going on, or um, are they in America with you? Uh, Georgie's been based here for a while, and okay. uh, you know, I'm dying to visit Bulgaria one day when, you know, when I hopefully get a chance. I love traveling anyway. My daughters are half Hungarian, so it'd be nice to yeah. go to Europe and do a little tour. Right. Um, I love that. Yeah world my sons are serbian and been to albania numerous times greece turkey i, I love that yeah that Everyone, vibe and um yeah i mean i think you know they're the eastern european men something about them yeah something about them but it's nice yeah tell us to, tell us about them what is it about them you think that you like so much they're very family oriented and i don't uh-huh. know you know they dope they dope, they, dope you know, and they just oh you're beautiful baby and you know just really sweet and endearing and sexy at the same time you can't, you know, you can't deny a good-looking man, so. Right. They are very family-oriented. I've, I've only been to a few Eastern European countries, but I do remember hearing that, uh, like, family is basically at the center of everything that they do. Yeah. They, you know, they stay home and they take care of their family for as long as they can yeah. and all those types of things. And you're saying that's what's important to you is, yeah. is obviously you got to have a family man. Yeah. It's an amazing bond, and I've you know, been there many times. So. And the family first and foremost. Yeah. So it's nice to have a relationship with a guy that has, you know, deep roots with family mm-hmm. values and stuff, too. So it's good. Darcy, I got a question for you. So uh, we've seen you love and lose a few times. And our podcast, obviously, is Help I Suck at Dating. So a lot of the people that listen to this podcast have struggled through their journey for love as well. What advice would you have for a listener that's kind of been, you know, heartbroken or has gone through uh, a, maybe a rough breakup? What kind of advice would you have for them? Oh, I don't want to say I suck at dating, but, you know, I've had my <laughs> fair yeah. fair tries at it. But, um, you know, just stay Stay strong within yourself. Love yourself first and foremost. You know, hold yourself, hold yourself up higher. Just know your worth. You know, that's what I had to do after Tom and Jesse. I walked away with my head held high because I just felt like I deserved more. But I was letting that happen. So I had to become stronger within me and just, you know, just let the past go. Anything that was deep rooted, just change some patterns in my life too. You know, um, I. I have a very, very big heart, and I'm very much of a yes person, so it's kind of good to kind of just start saying no sometimes mm-hmm. and not give your power away. So it's just, you know, learning how to, um, you know, who wants your power and know your self-worth and love yourself. Absolutely. And also, you're forgetting a very, a very important piece of information. Be sure to check those Instagram DMs every once in a while. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what diamond might be waiting in the rough. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. And so, okay, so we talked about your guys' show that's coming out uh, Sunday, August 16th on TLC, right? Tell yep. us uh, a little bit more about what we might be able to expect with, with what we see on that season. Wow, you guys are going to see, obviously, a lot of drama, some yes. funny, the funny side of me and Oh, Stacey. we're very comedic, actually. You'll see, you get to see yeah. that. You'll get to see our boss bitch side because, you know, we're bosses and we run House of Eleven together. Yeah. And um, our family dynamic, um, um, she, her two daughters are yes, a part of it. You'll be able to see Anika and Aspen yeah. growing up and getting to know them a little bit more and, and um, seeing their dynamic as well. Our our dad, who's from um, just K 
came from China, actually. He's been here for, you know, five months now. But, um, you know, got to see kind of like where Why we are the way we are. <laughs> where our roots are yeah. from, um, kind of the patriarch our family. And our mom, we call her Nana. She's just kind of like she's so funny. a little funny and yeah. silly and stuff. So yeah. Are we going to get to see the love lives uh, unfold at all? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely the love lives. Yeah. Stacey's journey with Florian and whatever kind of speculation you want to think, some scandal and um, how Bulgarian spiciness. So, oh, yeah. you know. Is it? Isn't it kind of crappy to uh, know exactly what happens and have these feelings towards certain things, but not be able to share them with the world because the show hasn't aired yet? Right. Yeah, it's hard not to give me those spoilers, spoilers in, but, you know, you guys will watch it along with us and you'll feel part of it. That's yeah. worth waiting for, I feel. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you definitely won't be disappointed. Sweet. We're looking forward to it. Very much so. Well, thank you so much, for Darcy and Stacey, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Once again, everybody, check out their brand new show, appropriately titled Darcy and Stacey, which airs August 16th on TLC at 10 p.m. 9 Central. Darcy and Stacey, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Guys. You guys rock. Yeah, thanks, guys. Love show. Looking forward to it. Oh, thank you. Uh, we are going to answer a couple emails, but before that, we are going to take one quick little break. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating, Darcy and Stacey. They were very sweet, energetic. I like their vibes a, uh, a lot. So everybody, make sure you guys tune into their show. August 16th, once again on TLC, 10 p.m., 9 Central. And of course, it's called Darcy and Stacey. Uh, we also have another What a Girl Wants, What a Girl Needs, Whatever. <laughs> All right, I'll stop doing that. Uh, we have a new... No problem anytime. What a Girl Wants podcast coming up on Thursday. Last week it was hosted uh, by Emily and Haley Ferguson. This week we have two great hosts. We have the original Bachelorette, the OG Trista Sutter, who's hosting alongside Molly Mesnick. Now, Jason Mesnick's season of The Bachelorette just re aired when they did, they're doing The Bachelor Greatest of All Time. Uh, his season just aired. Of course, Molly is married to Jason. They have a couple kids. They have a family together. And the interesting thing about Jason Mesnick and Molly Mesnick is that originally, you guys probably already know this, but Jason picked someone else 
Melissa, I think, yeah. He picked Melissa, and then after they got engaged and the show stopped filming, he had second thoughts and then ended up dumping Melissa, got back together with his number two, which was Molly, and then now they're married and, and happily in love, so it all worked out. So it's going to be a great podcast. Again, drops this Thursday, What a Girl Wants. It's on the Help I Suck It dating feed. So it'll be this podcast right now that you're listening to, plus a new episode of What a Girl Wants. We're just giving you all the great content in the world. Once again, hosted by Trista Sutter and Molly Mesnick. It's going to be a great episode. We have great hosts, Trista and Molly. It's going to be a good one. I'm loving this What a Girl Wants segment thing. First the twins. Now we've got these two wonderful co-hosts to jump in and share their story. It's great. Uh, for me specifically, because I get to hear from people that maybe I wouldn't normally get to hear from. So it's like nice to be able to check in. And it's funny, the Jason thing where he, as you mentioned, he chose someone and then decided to, to dump them and then choose the, the runner up because we saw that obviously just recently with Ari and his now wife, Lauren, who have a kid together. So it's almost like that's got more success than regular bachelors. You know well, what I mean? I think sometimes uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. And when you lose something, I forget, like, you know, there's that saying, like, the only way you truly know is to let it go. And I think there's something to be said about that. Like, for me personally, I saw a glimpse of my life without Ashley, which made me, you know, really kick. It gave me a kick in the ass and was like, wake the hell up and, and go after this person. I think even you to a certain extent, yours is a little bit more minuscule, but you obviously broke up with Caitlin, left paradise. And then in the days following, we're like, what the hell am I doing? I miss this girl, went back. And now you've been in a relationship for quite some time, a happy one. So I think there's, you know, not every relationship's going to be perfect. I think the whole fairy tale aspect uh, of, of, of love is, is a little overblown, which I think we, we all think so. And so I think sometimes it's a little messy and it's not the worst thing to get a glimpse of your life without someone. And that will really tell if you want to be with them or if you want to move on. Yeah. So this is the advice for anyone that might become the bachelor or bachelorette yeah. at any point, you know, just try out your, try out your, your first place finisher for a while. And then if you don't like them, try out the second place finisher uh, and see if that works out better for yeah, you. I mean, or you gotta... let's say, hey, let's say this. Or in Peter's case, just try out the fifth place pr finisher, and then uh, that might work out for you. Yeah, as well. you got to test drive a car before you want to buy it. Wow, that is that's yeah, that's got some misogynistic undertones to it. But I guess I didn't you know... mean this for men. I, I'm talking about bachelorettes. I'm talking about bachelors. This is not a man or a woman. I thing. know, I know. I'm just giving you a hard is time. There, I there... agree with you though. There is a, there is definitely some truth to to the heart responder with distance sort of thing, but. Is there a batch? I mean, I guess it, well, it wouldn't work for Hannah and Tyler because they're not together, even though right. it'd be a good story if they were. But because they, you know, she obviously went with Jed, that didn't work out, and then her and Tyler were like hanging out. I think the reason that we see it work, or the reason that we've seen it happen with bachelors and not bachelorettes, and this is just my stupid dumb opinion, is because men choose women based on different uh things than women choose their men based off of right like men you know are maybe a little bit more fueled by like desire and passion and mm -hmm. women are more more driven by like sense and fitting and, and 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 connection and those types of things and so men might go for the person that they uh find attractive for a short amount of time but then realize later on that they actually wanted to be with the person that they had a deeper connection with yeah women women use the head with their brain in it while guys sometimes use a different head and it's not the smartest way to approach situations no well yeah clearly <laughs> clearly but maybe eventually we'll grow out of that you know who and i also knows? think just women are smarter let's be honest like ashley is so much smarter than i am she knows what she's doing she knows what she wants to go after you know what's interesting about Bachelor and Bachelorette, too? Most Bachelorettes have picked the person they've given their final rose to, uh, their, their first impression rose to, right? Mm. Like, Rachel gave her first impression rose to Brian, right? And then they're happily married. Uh, you know, Caitlin gave hers to Sean. Obviously, that didn't work out, but she ended up picking him. JoJo gave her first impression rose to Jordan, so I think maybe at the end of the day, women just know what they want more than men. Uh, I think that's very accurate, too, especially uh, 
well, especially like let's say you become the bachelorette, right? And you have the pick of of the litter. Essentially, you have thirty men who are all super interested in dating you, uh, and women just have I think maybe a better picker in them where they can narrow it down and pick the person that's right for them. Let's let's recount ba- past bachelorettes. We had Hannah Brown, who obviously very famously foibled with with her final pick. Uh, for reasons that were unknown to her, so I guess she kind of gets a pass on that one. You know, what yeah, I mean? it's not like really her just... fault. <laughs> right, well, it's right. not her then, fault. Before that was Becca, who chose her fiance, Garrett. Which I guess, yep. Which you know, I mean, who knows what's going on right now? But at the, at, at the time, yeah. like you know, they've been together ever since. I don't know if they're still together. I don't know what the story is. Anyways, point is, bachelorettes seem to have a better winning percentage than bachelors. Oh, totally. Right? Rachel's still with Brian. JoJo's still with Jordan. Uh, Trista's still with Ryan. Um, and so it's going to be great to be able to hear Trista because she's the OG bachelorette. She was bachelorette number one, wasn't she? Oh, she was bachelorette numero uno, my friend. Without without her, we wouldn't be here, if you think about it. She's like our great, 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 great grandmother. I mean, I wouldn't tell her that because she's probably gonna feel really old. But yeah, I get where you're. I get where you're selling. But, but it's like it's like if it's every generation is only a year old. So it's like in that sense, she's obviously still very young. Oh, totally. but but no, you're right. <laughs> she, without without Trista, you know, there is no Bachelorette season eleven for me, season or thirteen for you. Um, yeah, who knows what would happen? So anyway, listen to what a girl wants. That's what we're getting to. Yes, with Trista and Molly. It's coming out, I think, on Thursday of this week. Uh, it's going to be a staple that we have for uh, uh, maybe like a month, maybe two months. The point is, we don't know how long it's going to be around, but the more uh, you guys listen to it, the longer it'll be around. I think it's great. I want to keep doing it. I, w- I think it's a, a fantastic perspective to achieve uh, from the Help I Suck at Dating podcast. So, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, it's just good to get a female perspective, you know? Um, should we get to some emails? Absolutely. Uh, Mark, you want to read some? I mean, he's on the line just listening to us uh, oh, spewing nonsense. That's so nice. Anytime, I was enjoying your nonsense, but hearing your emails. This one's for Dean. My question is directed towards you. I know that you recently talked about your experiences with Invisalign. I'm wondering if or how that affected your self-confidence in the dating world. I'm considering getting Invisalign, and I'm nervous about what it will do to my perceived self-image. I'm typically very confident and social when meeting new people, but I'm not sure if I will maintain that while I have what I would perceive as this very pronounced physical flaw. How do you handle insecurities about your image when dating and meeting new people? Ooh, Benjamin, great question because it's it's very personal, but then he broadens it at the end to apply to basically every single one. So I appreciate the uh, inclusiveness of that. I will say before I got my Invisalign, I got Invisalign in college, uh, and I was always like a confident guy, similar to what it sounds like Benjamin is. But when I had my Invisalign in, I almost became more confident because it kind of like blurred my teeth together. You know how sometimes you use like the blur tool and it like blurs everything together? So the Invisalign actually... Even when I wore it, it made my teeth look straighter because it just looked like it was one solid strip of teeth. <laughs> kind of so st- silly and stupid thing. I had rubber bands with my Invisalign too, so it was kind of uh, even more pronounced. And I would like wear them out to the bars with the rubber bands on to like, and they were like stupid, like fluorescently colored rubber bands. And I was like flirting with girls with Invisalign and rubber bands in my mouth while I was like drinking beer, which is just disgusting in, in hindsight. Um, but it was kind of just one of those things where it's like, it is what it is. I got them. I'm going to wear them. And then after I finished my treatment the first time, uh, the, the the improvement that I saw like basically opened me up to a whole new level of confidence where I could like I would always like smile with my hand in front of my mouth uh, and do like subtle things to basically like hide my crooked tooth. And after my first treatment of Invisalign, it was like I was like insane. It was like I was like smiling. I was like I didn't care if anyone saw my teeth from any angle because I was like so proud of how they looked. So even if it's like a year or two years of Invisalign treatment just to get you to a point where you're like super happy with the way that your teeth are, or at least more confident. Um, I think that uh, it's definitely it's definitely worth doing. How long does the Invisalign take? I think anywhere between, a, usually a year. I think mine took like 18 months. A year and a half is, is also, between a year and a year and a half. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy. So to Benjamin and to anyone that's thinking about doing something like that, I think it's definitely worth it uh, to... I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because it's like, while I'm I'm very pro like braces and and it's actually good for you too. Like it's good for your bite. It's it's healthier, I guess, if you think about it. Um, but it, yeah, I say go for it. I'm I'm just trying to think of like uh, on the flip side of it too. There's like there's like people out there that want to 
you know, augment their bodies and all those types of things. And in those cases, I would say, I guess, go for it as well. If it makes you feel more confident, if it makes you feel like you're uh, happier in your skin, surely go for it. But, uh, but yeah, that's my, that's my advice. So what would you think, what would your answer be to the last question, which is a little bit more broad? How do you handle insecurities about your image when dating and meeting new people, just in general? Yeah, that's a good question. I think we both can answer this one. Um, I'm going to say... It's hard not to like have your insecurities in the back of your head, especially when you're meeting new people. Uh, and it's it, they're ever changing. You know, like my insecurities about my image now are different than they were three years ago, five years ago, eight years ago. Um, so now that my teeth are straighter, I think I have, as I alluded to last week on the podcast, they're not perfectly straight as I would have had wished that they could possibly be. Um, so now that that's kind of like an insecurity that I'm over, my insecurities rest in the fact that like I'm less in shape now than I've ever been. So I like, you know, I see photos of myself and I see like I've got like a, a fatter neck than I usually have and I'm insecure about that. Or, you know, my arms aren't as defined as they usually are, so I'm insecure about that. Uh, it's funny actually because I play golf a lot with my buddies and I always wear long sleeve shirts and they're always like, why are you wearing a long sleeve shirt? It's 105 degrees today in the valley. And I'm like, dude, I'm just like, you know, my arms, they're just, I'm just a little insecure about them right now. <laughs> so everyone's got insecurities about these types of things. It's just a matter of like bypassing them and not letting that stand in the way of meeting uh, and introducing yourself to new people. Yeah, the way I try to overcome my insecurities is recognizing and realizing that everybody has insecurities. And so even with people that I'm meeting, you know, for example, Benjamin, if you're meeting a, a beautiful woman who you're just in awe of and you don't know how to approach them because you're nervous with either Invisalign or you're nervous about a different flaw that you feel like you might have, just always remember that that person has insecurities as well. And... And, and so try to remember that, that nobody's perfect. And then also I always, um, I don't know if this is going to really help anybody, but this helps me is I, I always think I, I've said this on the podcast before, but I think back on high school presentations or college presentations where the person that went up there that was so nervous and projecting their insecurities because they were scared to speak in public and were sweating and always, um, uh, always referencing how nervous they were, it always made their presentation way worse because they would like every five minutes, they'd be like, sorry guys, I'm just so nervous. And it's like, okay, I get it. But like, come on, you can do this. You can do it. Right. Compared to the other person who might not have as good of a presentation, but just went up there and was like, screw it. I'm just going to, you know, try to be as confident as possible. Even if I'm faking it till I make it, those I just remember those coming off so much better. So anyway, long story short is I try not to project my insecurities when meeting new people. I, I try to just like put it to the side for a little while, try to forget it's there and just try to present my, the best version of myself in that moment. And then once that moment's over, then I can go back to having my insecurities. But like in my head, for some reason, I try to compartmentalize and that has always helped me in the past, especially like being on TV on Bachelorette, I'll never forget the first night, night one, I was a, I was super nervous. I was fumbling over my words and I, I could feel myself feeling so insecure because I was shorter than everybody. And I just felt like everybody was better looking than me and had better jobs and was more successful. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And then after night one, I remember having this moment with myself thinking, if I let my insecurities get the best of me, I'm going home because I will be too nervous to talk to Caitlin. I'm going to be too nervous to uh, present the best version of myself that I can. Um, and so I like kind of consciously made a decision in that moment to be like, just put your insecurities to the side right now and just try to be as confident as possible, quote unquote, like fake it, you know, not, not faking like feelings or anything like that, but just like try to like, you know, stand up a little bit straighter and, and really go after what I want and, and forget about like how I'm insecure about my teeth or the fact that like I have a patchy beard or or the fact that like I'm, I'm two inches shorter than everybody here. Um, and it really helped me. So take that with a grain of salt. To build off that analogy too, you said about uh, a presentation in class. The one thing that I uh, always told myself before giving a presentation in class was and this applies to the insecurity thing as well is when other people are giving presentations no one pays attention to what they're saying so mm -hmm. it's like if you go up there and give a presentation you just got to realize that no one really cares what you're saying especially like the students uh and so that applies to insecurities in the sense where it's like you might be insecure like for you like, like last week for instance when i said my tooth is crooked you're like that's crazy no one would ever notice that it's like 
people don't notice your insecurities as much as you do. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that too, sorry, this is a, we both have had long winded answers to this, uh, hmm. email, but, uh, one thing that I would recommend as well is like, just be willing to uh, confront the insecurities. So like one of the biggest things is, uh, when I had the, the crooked tooth, I would always like try to hide it. I didn't want anyone to see it. But if I could go back in time, I'd be like, yeah, I've got a crooked tooth. It sucks. And I want to fix it. But like by, by admitting to it and like, and, and talking about it, you kind of like take ownership of it. And it, and it, it, I think psychologically speaking, it kind of makes you less insecure about it because like you're so open about it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like right now, like I'm out of shape and I don't feel comfortable with my arms being shown when I play golf, but I like, I tell my friends about it and we like laugh about it all together. And I think that helps me be like more comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the moral of that story is you should start wearing short sleeves to golf. <laughs> Embrace yeah, the but, insecurity. Yeah. 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 I, I see what you're saying, but it's like, I do, I do sometimes like 20% of the time I'll wear short sleeves. Okay. Right, um, anyways, good. I think, I think those are both good answers. Uh, hopefully that helps Benjamin out a little bit. Let's move on to the next one and final one, if Mark is willing to read this one from Anonymous. Always willing and delighted to do so. I've somewhat recently gotten myself into a bit of a situation, says Anonymous. Over the past year, I've ended up sleeping with two of the guys in my friends group, no strings attached, giving myself this reputation that any new guys that enter the friend group could easily sleep with me. And in the end, I've ended up just really screwing myself, pun intended. There's this new guy that's recently started hanging out with us, and I'm super interested. He seems to be interested, too. We're always super flirty. My issue is I'm not sure if he just wants to sleep with me or actually wants to get to know me outside of the friend group. I guess I'm just wondering if there's any hope that this guy would ever date me or have I destroyed my chances. I don't think you've destroyed your chances. I mean... Listen, everybody has a past. Everybody, you know, oh, not everybody, but, you know, majority of people that you meet have had sex before you've met them. So you just kind of have to accept it as it is. And within this friend group, like, just, I don't know, put yourself out there. There's nothing wrong with you asking this guy out or letting him know that you like him more than a friend and and kind of letting him letting him know your goals and expectations and then see what happens. Yeah, um, I guess my advice for Anonymous, which I, I wish this was a little bit more personal because it's not even that bad of, a, of an email. Um, but, so I've got a lot of friends, a lot of them are single, a lot of them are in relationships, a lot of them have slept with a lot of people, a lot of them have slept with not very many people at all. And I think that the, the ones that are in relationships, it's funny because quite a few of them are actually in relationships with other friends from the friend group as well. And like I said, a lot of them have slept with a lot of people. A lot of them haven't slept with a lot of people. And the ones that have slept with a lot of people, even in the friend group, have just been open and honest about that. And I think in this case, in Anonymous, Anonymous's case, um, just because you've hooked up with a couple of the people in the friend group doesn't mean that you have blown your chance with this guy that you might have a crush on. If anything, it sounds like it's actually got a pretty good prospect because you guys are flirty with each other. You guys, it seems like you have a good connection and, and he's interested and you haven't slept together yet. So it's like if he's willing to put in all this legwork and, you know, flirt with you and uh, is willing to connect with you on a deeper level without just immediately trying to like sleep with you. It sounds like to me that's a good sign because while you might think you have a reputation for being easy to get with, which, you know, is debatable. I don't know if that's necessarily true or not. This might be dating back to Benjamin's, uh, you know, an insecurity that you might have. Just because you might think you have that reputation in the friend group doesn't necessarily mean um, that you do or that you will sleep with anyone that enters the friend group. So it sounds like he's willing to take the time to connect with you and understand you a little bit more rather than just going straight for the, the goal that you perceive, which is sex. So, um, keep building the connection, maybe take some time to sleep with him because it could be one of those things where as, as it happens to all of us, where you think it's something more than it is and you're super passionate and you d dive right into the sheets too quickly. And then you realize after the fact that maybe it wasn't as much as it was. And then at that point you've slept with three people in the friend group. And then later on you might meet someone else that enters the friend group. And this number goes from two to three and you might be even more insecure and uncomfortable about the situation. So just be sure about this one before you dive in. Uh, that's my that's my advice at least. Yeah, I totally agree. I wouldn't sit with this guy. I would let this guy know that you have feelings for him and you want to get to know him on a more uh, emotional level. And then what I would suggest 
is not only letting this guy know you have feelings and letting this guy know that you want to pursue a relationship with him, not just physical, but emotional. I would also let this guy know that you've, here's the question. I think that it's not the worst idea for her to tell him if things progress, that she has been intimate with the other two guys in the friend group. Cause I feel like it would be worse if he hears it from the friends. Yeah. What are your yep. thoughts? Cause if they're all friends, it, words probably going to get around. I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy already knew depending on how close he is with the other friends though, because guys obviously like to talk. They like to kind of like brag, you know, as as dumb as it might be and so i wouldn't be surprised if he already knows uh and so but you're right i do think that he should know uh from her so hopefully she can t say something be like hey look uh i'm interested but i think that you should just know this and it's it's also variable too like it really depends on you know how close of friends he is with those guys how close of friends she is how uh frequent they're going to be involved in the friend group with each other because uh, it's not like before you express interest in someone, you should be like, oh, by the way, I slept with this person, this person, and this person, especially if they're not like super, super close. You know what I mean? So I do think it's important to tell him, but it really depends on how good of friends everyone really is, I think. And there are times too where it's like all have friends who, like let's say I have a girlfriend who has slept with a couple friends in the friend group. Um, and oh, where was I going with this? Who slept with a couple friends in the friend group and like she becomes insecure about that, but then she likes someone else. It, there's never like this weird uh, friction where it's like, oh, I slept, like, you know, I'm speaking for a friend here, like, oh, I slept with her, so now I'm gonna like act all hoity-toity around some other guy that she might be interested in. It's always usually pretty, pretty amicable and pretty friendly. So hopefully that's the case for Anonymous. Hopefully it works out in her favor, but. Good luck, Anonymous. Good luck. We're here for you. Let us know how it goes. I'm curious. I feel good about that one. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. But that's just episode one because, like we said, Molly and Trista will be hosting What a Girl Wants, which is dropping on Thursday under the Help, I Suck at Dating umbrella. So log in to your Spotify account, to the iHeartRadio app, uh, the, the Apple Podcast app, wherever you get your podcasts. Log in on Thursday, maybe Friday. Uh, before the end of the week to listen to that episode with Molly and Trista. You're not going to want to miss it. It's got to be before the end of the week, Jared. Don't laugh Before at me, Friday okay? at midnight. I swear to God, suck if army. If you not, don't listen to that podcast before Friday at 12 p.m., Dean and I, or 12 a.m., Dean and I are going to do nothing. And listen, you think We're I'm joking. About you think it. I'm joking. I'm going to be checking the numbers. And Jared is absolutely right. If the numbers aren't where I want them to be, I'm going to do absolutely nothing about it. But you should still tune in because it's going to be great. It's going to be great to hear from some of the OGs. So be sure to check that out. And of course, of course, as we teased at the top of this episode, do not forget to get your tickets to our live show next week on August 18th, which is a Tuesday, Singles Awareness Day. Uh, so come spend, or I'm sorry, Couples Awareness Day. So come spend Couples Awareness Day alone with us on Help I Suck at Dating. Tickets are $10, or you can spend $30 to get the ticket plus a beanie. Um, and honestly, like a $20 beanie, that, that's a pretty gosh darn good deal. It's a great so, deal. It's a great deal. You can't, and you even can't if you're really in a relationship, you tag along. Come on by. Ask us questions about uh, you know, dating questions you have about a relationship that you're in. Or like Dean said, if you're single and you have questions about how to be in a relationship, do I want to be in a relationship? Does he like me? Does she like me? So on and so forth. This would be a good. This would be a good subtle flex. Like, let's, let's say you're dating someone, and they're like, you know, they've been annoying you a little bit lately. Be like, hey, I got us tickets for this live show. Help, I suck at dating, and they're gonna be like, whoa, why would I need to listen to an episode of Help, I Suck at Dating? And that's like their like low key way of being like, you need to get better at dating. You know what I mean? There's no low key or or subtleness about it. That is like a full on flex of like, you need to get your ass in gear and get better at dating and listen to these two schmucks talk about relationships. So be sure to go to highsad.tixer.com. That's H I S A D dot T I X R.com. Uh, once again, a huge congratulations uh, to Vanessa Grimaldi on getting engaged. Super excited for her. Uh, she's just amazing and beautiful and an incredible human being. And we're so, so happy for her. Uh, and I think that is it. So make sure you guys tune into What a Girl Wants later this week. And then, of course, we'll talk to you next week where hopefully we all suck. 
just a little less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.